And we are back with another edition of the Brother and Sister Rewatch Podcast. I am Kevin, here alongside my sister Mary. What up, everybody? And this week we're covering more of The Office Season 9 with Episode episode 9, Dwight Christmas, and Episode 10, Lice. Whoop, whoop. Which should tell you all you need to know about this week's episodes. (laughs) Um, So before we jump into this week, uh, Mayor Bear, why don't you cover what we did last week? Sure. So last week, guys, we talked about Episode 7, The Whale. Where basically we found out that Dwight doesn't sell well to women. He's going to fuck it up for the whole branch. Then when he actually does go through the training with the women of how to sell, he goes to the client. It's Jan. Dun, mm. dun, dun. Who's now apparently a professional Bond villain, according to Kevin. <laughs> oh, yes. And um, they wasted that episode. Oh, God. Oh, and uh, Jim couldn't take a telephone call without being interrupted. Then we have the target... Where now that Angela knows that, oh yeah, and Angela and Oscar thought that the senator was cheating <laughs> yeah. and um, went on a stakeout. Went on a stakeout and yeah, basically Angela found out that Oscar is the one having an affair with the senator. Mm-hmm. Um, so now because she knows this, she gets Dwight's friend Trevor and puts a hit out on Oscar and but wants him murdered. Yeah. But settles for a kneecapping. You know, hilarity ensues, and basically she just ends up kicking him and confronts him for turning her husband gay. <laughs> I love that upset. she keeps saying that. You <laughs> turned him gay. You turned him gay, you re- you heartbreaker. <laughs> so now um, we have Dwight Christmas, and our, well, there is no cold open, guys. No. A little thrown off by this because I don't think this has happened really since, like, season one. It's been a while, yeah. I, I mean, maybe one-offs here and there. Is there a reason? Did we look into it or just fuck it? No. Yeah, no I cold mean, open. So, basically, we started by finding out that Jim's going to leave early because he's going to Philly to start his new job tomorrow, and he wants to get there the night before, and we really find out that he's really nervous about it. By the way, the way people talk about Philly in this show, they act like it's not the worst fucking city in America. Like... <laughs> They act like it's this nice place. It's a yeah. fucking hellhole. I'm just going to say what Stanley says. It's a dirty town. <laughs> I've spent <laughs> enough time in fucking Philly to tell you it's trash. I'm not a fan. I fucking hate it. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I've been called a white bitch down there more times than I have in my <laughs> entire life up here. <laughs> Jesus. So. I've been, like, I've gone down there. Like, I've been down there for family visits. I've been down there for concerts. I've been down mm-hmm. there a lot. For sporting events. Just hate it. Yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> the people are assholes. I'm sorry. The people who live there, like, they're all just like, I'm from Philly. Fuck you. Like, like they deserve a purple heart or something. Yeah, I'm thing. not a fan of Philly. No, it's, sh- it's a shithole. Anyway. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so, Dwight is trying really hard not to care. And, like, his whole, co- like, the whole conversation with... Pam was like, oh, I'm having anxiety about the shirt I packed, like the blue one with the stripes. She's like, it'll be fine. But Dwight's like, I don't care about your new sports job and fill a whatever. And then he goes, don't wear the blue striped shirt. It makes your neck look like an old mop handle. <laughs> and he looks to Pam and she actually like agrees. Yeah. Mm. So now um, Aaron then goes, oh my God, the Christmas party is today. And <laughs> they pan over. There's still like a paper turkey out. <laughs> 
from Thanksgiving. They're like, no, that's not right. And they find out nobody remembered to plan anything. Mm. And then Angela, the head of the party planning committee, says that she forgot. Oscar's like, she forgot, everybody. It's fine. She has a lot going on. He's sucking up to <laughs> he's her. her. Yeah, he's because, her lackey now. Yeah, because she tried to kneecap him. Mm-hmm. And Phyllis said that she knew... But nobody asked her to plan it, so she didn't say anything, <laughs> which, like, so snarky, snarky yeah. Phyllis. Yeah. Um, and then Meredith says, like, we work our balls off. All, all year, we work our balls. Like, she has a we monologue bust our about balls. balls. Um, <clears throat> and then Dwight suggests an authentic PA, Pennsylvania Dutch Christmas. And nobody, Jim's like, yes. Yeah, Jim wants it bad. And everybody's like, no. And then, of course, there's, I want tropical Christmas. I want topless Christmas. I want tapas Swiss Miss, <laughs> which is just Spanish food, Spanish tapas, and hot chocolate. <laughs> What's so confusing about it, says Creed. <laughs> uh, so then Angela blows a whistle and calls an emergency PPC meeting. Mm-hmm. And then we see Plop and Aaron. Um, she like He's he, like quoting Die, Die Hard, Hard because people think Die Hard's a Christmas movie. I'm not going to get into that conversation because I've had the argument with my husband many times. I've cared about so many more things more than I care about this <laughs> stupid Twitter meme about <laughs> Die Hard. Like, fuck it. I don't care. My husband thinks I've it's never a seen Die movie. Hard. I don't care. I know. My husband loves the movie. And it is based in Chris, uh, Christmas time. If a movie is based in Christmas time, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> Batman uh, Returns, Christmas movie. Yeah, but the thing, like, do you want to watch that on Christmas Eve or do you want to watch, like,. Well, I mean, that's different. Oh, well, no, he watches it every Christmas Eve. Well, if that's his tradition, that's his well, tradition. Well, that's just it, but he's trying to make me do it, and I'm like, no, fuck you, I want to watch fucking Rudolph. <laughs> I married you, fuck you! I want to watch the Santa Claus, like... On Christmas Eve, if I had to watch a Christmas movie, very easy, very easy choice. And Santa Claus, the Mystery Science Theater oh edition. Oh my god. With Pedro and the old devil pitch. <laughs> And Santa Claus in Mexico City with, like, the really inappropriate kids. (laughs) That movie is fucking phenomenal. Maybe we'll do that as our next Christmas episode. Ooh, Christmas special. So anyway, guys. um, Yeah, so we find out that Plot basically memorized the movie on a dare. From his brother. And Aaron's never seen it. And he's going to perform it for her. Yeah. So then we see Jim explaining his new job to people in the kitchen. And that's when Stanley goes, Philly is a dirty town. Mm-hmm. But Daryl's like, hey, man, did you forget anything? You forget something? Mm-hmm. Trying to hint that he offered him a job, essentially, two months ago. Yep. So then... Well, not that offered him a job. Daryl says, Jim offered to take me to Philly. Yeah. That's what he says. I don't know that's a vague statement. I think it was like... He offered to take me with him to this new company. Yeah, so that he was starting. Yeah, so Daryl's like butthurt about that. Mm-hmm. So now then Toby goes, you know who's not gonna get a Christmas or whatever? How he ever transitions it? George Howard Scub, the Scranton, the alleged Scranton Strangler, and then like Jim and. Uh, Daryl like slowly back out of him and Nellie's like oh the script and strength lad never heard of that and then everybody leaves and he's like oh I never told you about the jury I was on Stanley says see you next Christmas mm-hmm. and they all leave um, so now Pam is in the party planning committee meeting lobbying for Dwight's Christmas and she convinces Phyllis to get on board and Angela says that she just doesn't want her name on any of it. Mm-hmm. So they announce it, and Dwight's super excited. Dwight and Jim are jacked. Yeah. yeah. So Dwight plays a horn. Because <laughs> yeah. it's not a trumpet, it's just a horn. And he explains that uh, Pennsylvania Dutch Christmas has officially started. 
There's Glühwein, which is glow wine. Um, Hogma, which is stuffed pig stomach. And then towards the end, they get to break the ceremonial pig rib. Um, Dwight is reading. So, so like Jim and Pam are doing a talking head and Jim's just like super jacked yeah. about like all of this going on. And he sees Dwight holding a candle, reading a story in German to Creed and Kevin. And then as they go out, like, he's like, oh, my God, this is the best day ever. <laughs> they go out and Dwight's like, oh, what's that I hear? I have to go to my car to take a dump. <laughs> and Kevin's like, I wish my car had a bathroom. <laughs> um, Plop and Aaron, uh, she has the, tr- the script. She's reading the script on the laptop while he performed yeah. it. And she's calling out his inaccuracies. Yeah. And then she gets an email from Andy. Mm. That he made some Bahamas, he got drunk. He's yeah, I know. That's oh. how I feel about this. Sorry, guys, I had to yawn in the middle yeah. of the storyline. Um, and that he watched Life of Pi, got really introspective. Yeah, and, and he's gonna stay life. down there for a bit. She's got to figure life out. So now she's back to being depressed. Serious, Aaron. Yeah. She doesn't want to have fun with Plop and read the movie. She wants to just watch it. Yeah. Which he responds, I have a copy or two in my car. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I have a copy or two of many movies because my husband and I bought each other movies <laughs> for Christmas. We exchanged gifts and we both opened. We're like, hey, we knew what we wanted. <laughs> um, and then... Let's see. Yeah, so that's... Then, then the, big, the big part of the episode happens. The part yes. that matters. Okay, so guys, Dwight comes back dressed as Belschnickel. He has a fur coat with a hat, a beard, a whip, a bunch of sticks together. He has dirt on his face, a sack over his back, like fur boots. Yeah. Like... He looks like a troll that crawled out of a Russo-Finnish forest. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, and then, basically... He's like going around. He's like, "Chia, Ophia." Oh, did, does he do that yet? No, not yet. But oh. he's just like doing like all these weird like in this high pitched German yeah. voice. Yeah, it's kind of like if if Burgermeister Meisterburger sucked yeah. helium. <laughs> you know, kind of like that. Yes. So, oh, the toys in <laughs> Toyland. You know, like all that shit. So now, um, Oscar Googles what Belschnickel is. And he says he's usually accompanied by Zwarte Pete, his sidekick, who is a slave boy in colorful pantaloons and is typically presented in blackface, essentially. And Stanley's just like, oh, no, no, (laughs) no, no. And Dwight's like, oh, please, we don't, you know, stick to every outdated tradition. And then you see him go into the conference room and send a text message. Now, guys, Netflix deleted the scene for very obvious reasons, I think. But you see Nate walking through the parking lot in colorful pantaloons and blackface, get a text message, and then he walks back to his car in a seamless motion. Okay, so I've never seen this episode. Yes. So I did not know that. However, you showed me a screen grab. I did. Of it, and it is the darkest blackface I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, guys. I So I Googled Zwarte Pete. It's real. Oh, yeah, it's real. Oh, it's there's bad. more people in blackface than well, they I do, ever like, They go to parades dressed like yeah. that over in the, Nether- it's the Netherlands I or something? I think so. It's someplace over there it's in Europe. It's fucked up, though. Yeah, like, like they, well, they don't have, like, minstrel show history over there, I guess. Maybe I it's guess. not as bad, but it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> it's very bad. It's bad. And they, you know, I, like I said, it's a cultural thing, probably. Yeah. But it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's real bad. Yeah. But, uh, like, I, like I said, I get why they cut it out, but, like, they should have well, just cut out the whole yeah, thing Yeah, because there's something it. coming up. Yeah. 
So now... Well, um, it'd be one thing if, like, Dwight just made the text or whatever. Like, that would be funny in itself. <laughs> but the scene they kept in is still funny in a way. <laughs> well, because there's no context to it. Well, I know, because, like, when it showed up, I was like, Nate! <laughs> well, and that's what and I was it like... didn't make sense, because I was like, oh, he got the call off from mm-hmm. Dwight. But he didn't... Okay, we'll get to it. But Yeah, anyway. we'll get there. So now Daryl um, has the entire... Like thing of glow of glue vine in his office. He has a punch bowl. Yeah. yeah, and he's getting drunk because Jim isn't gonna take him to Philly. <laughs> and um, so now everybody's in the conference room and Belschnickel. Did we miss something with Plop and Aaron? I'm sure we did. Oh, oh they're yeah, just like they watching. Just watching. They started watching the movie in Andy's office alone with the yeah. door shut and the blinds drawn. Fuck them. <laughs> so anyway. Um, Belschnickel hands out everybody a wooden gift bowl. And Phyllis is like, oh, this is a nice bowl. And he's like, it's for gifts. not to, The bowl is not the gift. She's like, but... And he goes, it's a gift bowl. So you now... And the back at the end. Yes. So now Belschnickel will decide if you are impish or admirable. And basically if you get a gift or not. Which, so yeah, Jim, Jim is like, so naughty or nice. Impish or admirable. <laughs> Did you have? A, did you decide beforehand, or is it just spur of the moment? He goes decided before, so you had a list. I mean, did you check it more than once, <laughs> or just once? No, more than once. Yes. Okay, so he made a list. He checked it twice. You're gonna find out if we're. And he goes impish or admirable. <laughs> so close. So close. So now Belschnickel goes around to everybody, and he says. Cheer of the Belschnickel is here, and I judge your year as ambitious or admirable. So, mm-hmm. if you're admirable, like you Phyllis Vance, she got um, gaskets for gaskets. canning jars. Yes, and she's like, I'd rather the bowl. And he goes, You can't keep the bowl. <laughs> Dwight <laughs> like, is great in this episode, he is amazing in this yeah. episode. So, now, um, sorry guys, he does. Oscar, who gets impish, yes. and he hits him with the stick <laughs> because he looks at Angela, who gives him a look. Mm-hmm. So then we see a montage, and he's doing everybody. Everybody else gets gifts. Angela gets like jars. Stanley got a slingshot. Yeah, he got a slingshot, <laughs> and he looks so pleased. He's yeah. like, oh yeah. Pam got a mouse trap for the <laughs> Kinder. Yeah, the kids. Yeah. Um, and so then Jim's like, oh shit, it's my time to leave, I gotta go. And Dwight's like obviously disappointed. <laughs> While Jim's getting up to go, Dwight is tickling Kevin with yeah. his sticks. And Kevin's <laughs> just going, ooh, ooh, And he's like, it's supposed to be painful. He's like still in the voice. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so now, um, let's, oh, he's like, but we didn't break the pig ribs yet, Jim. And then he gets back in character. He's like, Belschnickel cares not. But let's judge your year. Jim Harper, cheer or fear? I judge your year. Impish. And he fucking oh, wails he just, on him. He starts wailing on him with a stick. <coughs> he's got this bushel of sticks. He's just beating the shit out of Jim. Sorry, with guys. It. The high-pitched voice is <laughs> causing me to get a scratchy throat it's here. It's working on you. But yeah, he like beats the shit out he of really Jim. He really does. Yeah. And he's like, whoa, Jim, like, Dwight, you didn't beat anybody like that. And he's like, yeah, ambish, ambish, ambish. You're leaving the party. Go, get out of here. Yeah, Away he with like you. kicks him out, like literally. Mm-hmm. So then Meredith goes, hey, Belschnickel, I have to leave early too. And she like goes up she against got, the She wall. assumes the position to be spanked. <laughs> Which cool. is amazing end to the scene. So now we're outside. Jim, there's a taxi waiting for Jim. He's leaving. And he's just like, that was the best last Christmas party ever. And I think that that's when Pam realizes like, this is the last office Christmas party. Like, they're mm-hmm. not going to be working together anymore. Yeah. 
And they have for, like, ever yeah, at this point. Like ten years. So, I think, like, that's where she gets, like, really sad is, like, that realization. Not that he's gone, but the realization of, like, oh. Life is going to change. Yeah, we're not going to be together all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Every single day. Can you imagine if you and Scotty did that? We wouldn't be happily <laughs> married. <laughs> I know, it's just like, holy shit. I don't think it's healthy for anybody to live together, work that closely together, mm. and, like, what do you talk about? Because well, you, you already know today? what your oh, entire yeah, day is. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, like, it's not healthy. And that's why they're having trouble. Aw. <laughs> so now, um, let's see, Dwight sees, like, Pam is sad, he's watching out the window, and he goes out, and he's just like, party's over. Yeah, he just throws everything it's away. It's done. Um, so then Phyllis is like, well, we found some decorations in the warehouse. Oscar went for food and drink, and I dipped into my eggnog stash. She's a fucking alcoholic. I love it. How much wine do you have? <laughs> and, um, yeah, so then they have, like, a normal party. Nellie is still in there with Toby. Yeah, she's like, oh, the party's starting. And he's like... Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> well, at one point, I, I think it was previ- like earlier, when uh, somebody's leaving... The- oh, it's when Aaron and Plop are leaving the annex to mm-hmm. go watch the movie. They're going through the break room, and you- all you hear is this line from Toby. Now, sunlight is different from moonlight. Yes. <laughs> That's all you hear. <laughs> it's fucking Amazing. awesome. Amazing. So now, Daryl is just straight up drunk, and he's like, Meredith's kind of cute. She's got an Emma Stone thing going on. <laughs> And he's now dancing the robot with Meredith. (laughs) Dwight returns. He's dressed in his normal suit. And he and Pam are pretty much both let down by the new party. Mm -hmm. Daryl is uh, now mixing more alcohol into the punch. Yeah, he's dumping shit into the punch bowl. And then we see Nate, who inexplicably... Explicably. Fuck you. (laughs) Because the scene was cut out, is just staring, which... Once you see the scene of him getting the text and turning around, it makes much more sense. No, it makes sense that he was Suarte Pete. It does, but he didn't clean the, the lips. grease paint yeah. off of his un- like his neck, his beard, his ears, it's in his beard, yeah, yeah, or his oversized lips. <laughs> yeah, it's he, it's something else. <laughs> it's something else, all right. It's something else. <laughs> um, but again, if you're going to cut out that part of his blackface. Why keep that in? Because it was such a non-consequential, like an inconsequential It's just a cameo scene. in the background, yeah. Yeah, like, you could have easily cut yeah, that out. I see Daryl dumping booze into the bowl. But it, you're not even seeing Daryl in the shot with <laughs> Nate. It's just a solo shot of Nate. <laughs> it's so good. But anyway, um, let's see. Oh, oh that's yeah. when Daryl says... And Daryl's like, I'm going to tell Jim to fuck himself. Yeah. Go fuck himself. Yeah. And they bleep it out. Um... Oh, yeah. Aaron and Plop. Oh, God. She's breaking down about Andy, uh, sending mixed signals to Plop. She's like, because she's like crying. She's like, do you think Andy would hang off a building by a fire hose to save me? No, he would probably jump off to get away from you. Well, that's when Plop is like, well, yeah, of course. And then she just starts crying. And Plop feels bad, so he puts his arm around her. He's like, it's okay. She's like, I'm Andy's girlfriend still. Yeah, and he's like, okay. And he backs off, and then she goes... You can keep your arm around and me. And then she, like, cuddles up. Yeah, she like, like uh, Kathy in Tallahassee. Yeah. I have no fucking time for Aaron. I like Kathy a lot more than Aaron. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm rooting for Ka- Kathy yeah. to, like, be happy with Packer down in Florida. <laughs> Definitely. My God. So now, Jim comes back. And Dwight, like, he goes to hug Pam and Dwight runs up and <laughs> hugs him. 
And, um... Yeah, Dwight's psyched that he's back. Yeah. Thinking, he's like, I'm gonna go get the pig rib out of the garbage! Mm-hmm. And then Pan's like, what are you doing here? He's like, I missed my wife. Plus, I found out that there's a bus at 5 a.m. that I can take. This is such classic Jim and Pam schmaltz. Like, ugh. So then J- Jim and Dwight are breaking the pig rib, and everybody's gathered around. It's this thing covered, is covered in yeah, goop. Grease and sauce. Oh, God. <laughs> so they break the pig rib, and the goose sprays everybody. Yeah. Like, it's, like, clumped on their faces <laughs> and shit. And Jim got the bigger half, and Dwight's all let down, but it's okay. So now they're all in the conference room, having a good time at the party. Sugar cookies galore. And Daryl, like, sees him, and he's like, You! <laughs> comes charging in and that's when Jim says he talked to the other guys and they're gonna interview him and Daryl's like cool baby like and does this like spin finger guns turn falls into the food table collapses and everything just falls on him (laughs) so then everybody and then Toit's like very impish (laughs) and as he drinks his eggnog Mm -hmm. um and then our closing scene is Nellie and toby and you could tell she's like at the end of her fucking rope like she's done being nice he won't stop talking and she's just like shh shh stop talking stop no more talking he's like are you gonna kiss me and she goes (laughs) yeah to get you to shut up she kisses him and then like Toby takes his glasses off and becomes like machismo. Yeah. And he makes out with her heart. Losing machismo, yeah. And that's how we end it. What'd you give this one, dude? A 3.7. I gave it 3.9. Yeah, I liked it. It was good. Um, I gotta be honest, though. Like, the gym thing, whatever. Um, the imp- uh, Belschnickel was a highlight, I think, of... The season. Of the whole season, definitely. Yeah. And... Okay, we gotta address this Aaron Plop thing here. Um, no, go ahead. You got something. Go ahead. I'm just gonna say I love the authentic Pennsylvania Dutch Christmas. Absolutely. I love Bill Schnickel. I love seeing the side of Dwight who does actually show he that he cares about Jim mm-hmm. and like Jim's involvement. Aaron and Plop are completely useless additions to this episode. I feel like that plot line was just there to give them something to I, fucking do. But why? Like it they're awful. And the storyline makes no sense. Not only from a what the fuck is she doing standpoint, but from a who the fuck are these characters even anymore? Because, like, you can't find a more bland, milk toast, white bread baby face than this Pete fella plot. Seriously. And Clark wasn't in this episode. Where he's, is Gabe? He's with Jan. <sighs> Just Somewhere with his passport. Gabe, like, Gabe was in the first episode of season nine when Andy came back from Wilderness Thing. Hasn't been seen since. Nope. And I know Saber closed or whatever, mm-hmm. and he was a Saber employee, but he was there after Wallace bought the company. Yeah. And I just. Andy's gone, which is nice. But, it is. But they replaced it with one of the worst storylines I've seen on this show in that yeah. in nine years. Like, this is... I just... It's painful. I don't care. Yeah. And the characters are awful. And, like, what are they even doing? Like, what the fuck? I'm just over it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Drunk Daryl was fun. Yeah, I like angry Daryl, who's, like, yeah. all, like... Gonna take <laughs> Ew! It, he's gonna take it out on Jim for I'm leaving him behind. gonna tell Jim to go fuck himself. Yeah, like... I like seeing that fire in him. I like Toby and Nelly broke up the episode nicely, too. You know what's killing me is that for years, everybody told me, oh, there's this British lady on The Office who sucks. And yeah, she's bad. Season 8, especially. Season 8, she's atrocious as a character. But like season 9, she hasn't been that bad. 
No, they like, tone, she's like middle they tone of, down her obnoxious. Yeah, she's obnoxiousness. like obnoxiousness. Yeah, we'll go with that. She's yeah. like middle of the pack. Yeah, like she's not even like close to being one of the worst things on this no. show at all. Like season eight, Nelly. Yeah, she's a fucking meteor. Season eight, I wanted to light her on yeah, fire. She's a meteor and, of death, and like yeah. use marshmallows for s'mores yeah, on her she, burning carcass. It's bad, but um, overall, I have no. I, I don't have any bad things to say about Nelly at all. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, this episode was good, tanked by a really bad B plot. Yeah, the ex- the ensemble was excellent. I thought so. Yeah. Um, I like that Jim and Pam were like good because it like showed like real relationship stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not like oh it's funny or oh it's sad. It showed a real relationship. Like my husband was in a band and he went on tour for like ten days or whatever. And it is it's different when you don't see that person that you see every single day mm-hmm. when they're not there. It it does affect you like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. So I, I, I'm just saying it's not that it was good or bad. I, it was just showing it's a realistic. Real, yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, which I think is a breath of fresh air compared to how they're usually portrayed. Exactly. Which is just pie in the sky bullshit. Yeah, but Aaron and Plop could green oh. off a cliff, and I wouldn't yeah. give a shit. I hope it's like Toons is the bouncy or Toons is the driving cat where it just bursts into flames going down a mountain. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll do it for this one. Next, we've got episode ten, Lice. Before we get there, though, Bear, why don't you tell everybody where they can find sure, us? Sure, guys. You can find us on Twitter, at Brosis Podcast. We, as you all know, like to post our favorite screen grabs, which there will be some from this episode. Yes. Um, and we also like to keep it light and funky fresh over there. Kevin's always very active with the other, uh, you know, with our previous host, Place to Be Nation podcast and wrestling and football and all that fun stuff. Oh yeah. Um, Kev, or you could also email us at brothersisterrewatch right. at gmail.com. Kevin, tell them where they can find us. Wherever you're listening to us right now, currently, and as well as any other podcatching app that you may or may not use, such as Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Podbean, Overcast, Podcast Addict, Anchor, and so many more. So do that today. Go out and find us. And you can find us each and every Monday also on the Jenny Position podcast feed, uh, you'll find us as well as other great shows such as Geek and Sassy, Talk and Pop, Freak Out Driving, and more. So tune into Ginny uh, Smith's podcast feed over there and you'll thank us later. Mm-hmm. Um, and that brings us to episode 10 of season 9, Lice. So, this episode. <laughs> All right. So the cold open starts and it's Daryl, Kevin, and Jim talking sports in the break room. And basically, Jim bites his lip three times and freaks out and leaves. Like a toddler. That's the cold open. Yeah. There's really nothing else to it. Like, am I wrong? Like, Pam, I'm going home. And she's just like, what the fuck? The only thing that I took of note was like them talking about 2012 basketball play. Like I heard Andrew Bynum's name, I think. I was like, holy shit, I haven't heard that (laughs) name in a long time. So yeah, that's the cold open. Realistic. I mean, when you I've never bitten my lip. Not my lip, like I'll bite my cheek or my tongue. The corners of my mouth. Okay, so I've never gotten my wisdom teeth taken out. Mm. So I get the corners of my mouth periodically. That's a pain in the ass. It's annoying. But I've never bitten my lip. And I very rarely do I bite my tongue. I've bitten my tongue accidentally once or twice, but not to the degree that Jim freaks out. But he keeps doing it. Well, because it's, like, swollen then. Because he bites it and it swells. Like, it's the same thing, like, if you bite your cheek. And you, like, it swells up, so it gets more in your way than it was. And then you just start drinking all of your meals through a straw so you don't have to (laughs) chew. Um, So the show proper enters, or 
opens, and Pam enters, and Aaron thinks it's Meredith. Now, she walks in looking like the bag lady from Home Alone she 2. She does. <laughs> like, she has pigeons around She's her. She's the shit. homeless lady from Mary Poppins. Yeah, exactly. And, like, Aaron's like, oh, Meredith. And then Pam reveals it's her. Yeah, she's like, oh, hi, yeah. Pam. So she does a talking Edward. She says, Jim is in Philly, and she's solo parenting, and it's been hell. And she's they show her, like, struggling, like, getting garbage and stuff like that. And then she just found out that Cece has lice from her daycare or whatever. So she spent all night disinfecting everything, and Jim has a big meeting today, so he doesn't want to. She doesn't want to bother him and all that. And then we get Jim, who's down in Philadelphia. He has a big meeting with Doctor J, um, Doctor Doctor J, Julius Irving, nineteen eighties Philadelphia 76ers, old basketball player. So I didn't tell you. I know you can't. So, but neither of them are telling each other what's really going on because Jim doesn't want her to be like, "Oh, Jim's having all the fun," blah blah blah. And but she, in reality, yeah, he is, and she wants. <laughs> To seem like she's a big, strong, independent woman who's not struggling without him. Well, she also doesn't want to put any extra stress on him. Because yeah, she like he has to get back having... and help her. Yeah. yeah. So they're, they're both being coy with each other. They're trying uh, to be supportive of each other. Sure. <laughs> so Daryl, we find out, broke up with Val. And we see yes. file footage of the two of them in the uh, <laughs> parking lot breaking up with each other. And uh, this is what you wanted. So yeah, and Daryl just says like they were going nowhere. So he, he wants to be free for when he's in Philly. Yeah. So he just did this whole thing where he's like, I basically, you know, you just stop, drop little hints like, what are you gonna do? Break up with me and gain a lot of weight, <laughs> which he continuously has gained weight throughout Dude. the series. And also, also, that family photo with Jada very awkward now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thank God. <laughs> Who's that, Dad? The flavor of the month. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and it was also at Roy's wedding. He did all these big events with this woman. <laughs> um, They're going nowhere, though. So Pam sees Meredith scratching her scalp like a monkey. Like an she, ape. Yeah, after she drops some papers off. And Aaron notices. So next thing you know, Aaron's inspecting her scalp. Oh. And sees that she has lice. Dwight immediately calls a quarantine of the office. And Aaron starts going through inspecting everyone's like she's back at the orphanage. Mm -hmm. And um, Pam says it might not be, you know, Meredith's issue or whatever. And Oscar's behind her is like, Pam, really? Really? Of course. And then Angela's just like, oh, what, Meredith? You had one of your beanbag orgies? (laughs) But I love Dwight's talking head, though. I hate lice. I had lice when I first started school, and for the next 12 years, everybody made fun of me. They called me Girl Puncher. Girl Puncher. Makes a lot of sense. All because Four I had eyes. lice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, Stanley, Pam, Angela, and Oscar all have it, we find out, mm-hmm. and they all freak out to varying degrees. Um, Dwight enters in a hazmat suit, <laughs> like he works for like a fucking Springfield yeah. nuclear plant, and... Um, if you rent more than four times a year, it just makes sense to buy. <laughs> yeah, because he uses this so often. So he sends the lice-free people to the warehouse. Daryl, Phyllis. Nellie. Nellie and Kevin. Nat- I yeah. think it would have been funny if Kevin had lice. <laughs> well, Stanley does. Well, yeah, with his fucking dome. And so does Creed. But um, <laughs> Daryl, like, as they're going down to the warehouse, they're at the elevator, and Daryl tells them about Val. Mm. And he's kind of milking the sympathy from them. Oh, God, Kevin yeah. gives them a candy bar. So... Pam thinks that they should go easy on Meredith. And then Stanley tries to leave, but Aaron jumps on him. She's like, no, you'll, they'll get in your car and you'll take them home and you'll never get rid of them. Yeah. And, and he's like, there's a pencil jabbed in my roll. I'm going to stay. <laughs> so Pam does a talking head where she says she swears she's going to tell Meredith. Like, mm-hmm. it's not all her fault or whatever. Uh, Jim arrives at Dr. J's private court mm-hmm. in a limo. 
And uh, he's happy. You know, he thinks, like, oh, this is good. He's like Fievel yeah. in the big city, you know. Uh, Pam goes to Meredith, and she's about to tell her that, like, she's the one who had the lies. Like, don't feel yeah. bad. And Meredith is shaving her head. <laughs> and she, her quote is, I think they migrated from down south. And she pulls wax out yes. of the microwave. Oh, my God. But the way her head is shaved, she looks like the clown from Billy Madison who gets a head injury. Because, like, she only does the top of her head. Yeah, she has a horseshoe. She has a skull. Like the Hulk Hogan. It's a red Hulk Hogan hairdo. It's amazing. She has a skull. Yeah. It's fantastic. But, like, Pam is just, like, gobsmacked. She's like, oh, my God, Meredith. (laughs) So Dwight is running a meeting where he's making life sound like it's, like, the bubonic plague. (laughs) And Aaron's, like, the one who's all of a sudden being, like, the voice of reason. She's like, I have all of our clothes here. We're going to wash them. Again, when did she become competent? Exactly. Because it was not a slow burn, for sure. No. And she's like, okay, what you got to use, we did this in the orphanage or whatever. You put mayonnaise in your hair, and it suffocates them, and they'll die soon. And you can wash it out, and it'll be fine. So then Meredith enters, bald, looking like the baby from Roger Rabbit. Yeah, she looks great. Yeah. Hey, Valentine! Like she, that's what she looks like. And she's like... That's what she sounds like, The thing actually. is, she, like, she enters and she's like strutting and cutting. Yeah. She's like... She like starts talking like a gangster. And she, yeah. She's a very fucking bizarre scene. But like her head is totally bald and everything. She looks like, you know, mega... What's his mega mind or whatever? <laughs> oh my god. And uh, Pam... Pam runs out for mayonnaise. She's the one that's who's going to run out and get her. <laughs> Meredith, can I get you something special? Can- a candy bar, Nicorette gum, and a pack of cools. So she really yeah. is like Valentine. My favorite is the, baby. when Pam goes, can I get you like some candy or a fashionable turban? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny. So down in the warehouse, Val says hi to Daryl. Mm-hmm. And... Daryl, like the other three are like, oh, that was tough. Oh, and they're like, he's like, of course, milking it. And then he gets up, he's like, I think I need some time, guys. And he walks off. So Nellie says that they should get them back together. And, Ke- mm-hmm. you know, Kevin and Phyllis are like, yeah. Uh, so Jim is shooting hoops with Dr. J. And he gets a call from Pam. And of course, he changes his voice. Oh, hey, honey, how's everything? Yeah. You know, he's doing that thing. And he's like, oh, I'm still in the meeting. And he's like, how are you? Is everything okay with you? And she's like, oh, yeah, everything's great. As, like, jars of mayonnaise explode on the ground next to her. She, like, she looks like shit. She feels like shit. She has lice. Like, everything's going wrong, but she's still, like, keeping her chin up and yeah. shit. Which, you know, Aaron didn't attack Pam for getting in her car going to the store. No, no, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. but Stanley got a pencil to the rolls. <laughs> so, Dwight... It's like, he has scissors, so Aaron's just like, okay, everybody, like, she's going over the whole thing about the mayonnaise, mm-hmm. and Dwight goes, yeah, and if you really want to take care of it, and he holds up scissors, he's like, yeah, come to me, and then he does just like the gun, yep. where he, like, f- twirls it on his finger and sticks it in a holster, he just tears his hazmat suit, and he just goes, no, 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 and he just <laughs> runs into the office and, like, locks himself in there. Um, he has a bullhorn at one point, I think that's coming up. <laughs> he's like Jimmy Hart with the bullhorn. Uh-huh. So, um... Everybody has to pair off. Oh, yeah. People go into teams. It's Aaron and Plop, Oscar and Angela. And then Pam is stuck with Creed, who says, oh, I'm with the weirdo. And Meredith is with Stanley. <laughs> yeah. So Angela is just slopping it onto Oscar's head like a bitch. Because, like, this is a little bit of revenge for oh, her. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pam does Creed, but he won't do hers because he said she did sloppy work. Yeah, and he just walked away and yeah. she's like, what? So Aaron and Plop are, like, fooling around and Ugh. having making a day out of it, you know. Doing things to their hair and pretending I, to sumo I, wrestle. I hate them. The fucking worst. So I, I, I hate them. I uh, can't say it enough, guys. I have no patience for them. Phyllis, Daryl, and... Or Nelly. not Phyllis. Phyllis, Kevin, and Nellie 
are in Val's office, the same one where Brandon popped his head out and said, Talk about my girl! <laughs> and uh, Some pretty obvious complimenting you do, and I don't even talk to her like that. <laughs> they're trying to get her to go back to Daryl, and she's just like, oh, I appreciate it, guys, but you'll have to leave. Like, get out. Yeah. And then on the way out, Kevin asks her out, <laughs> and it's very awkward. Yeah. So, um, Pam cannot answer her phone. She's doing mayonnaise in her own hair because Creed wouldn't. So she like uses her elbow to put it on speaker, and it's her mom mm-hmm. who's talking ab- how about how Cece still has lice from the daycare, and you know she's going on, and Pam's just beating the shit out of her phone with her. <laughs> she's elbow dropping it to get it to stop talking, and everybody's just like freaks out, like you're the one, like oh, I love the- marriage. Shave her head. Yeah, she's like, oh god, it's Google gobble, Google gobble. She just fucking goes nuts. Uh, Pam is like apologizing profusely, and. We get a talking head from Meredith who says, I may have gave, given the whole office pink eye and dumped in the shredder on New Year's, <laughs> but I didn't bring lice into the office. Meredith Palmer ain't brought no lice into this office. <laughs> yeah, you see? Like, she seriously turns into like Lil Caesar. It's fucking weird. Um, pizza, pizza. Dwight now in the office tells everyone they have 60 seconds to evacuate because he's dropping a an incestus, in, incestus, in, in pesticide yeah, grenade. Yeah, a pesticide. Yeah. Uh, yeah, why was I saying in pesticide? I don't know. Okay, but he's going to drop one in there and they have to run out. But he drops it and it blows up in Andy's office and he <sighs> passes out because it has a hallucinogenic effect and all that shit. Uh, so Angela and Oscar, <laughs> Oscar's laying back in, with his head in the sink like he's at the salon and Angela's like rinsing out his hair and like whacking him in the head with a coffee pot. And then she, starts waterboarding yeah, him. He's like, you're waterboarding and she's like, me. Glug, 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 <laughs> dumping it on him. Oh uh, Kevin is shoving... A, an industrial-sized roll of bubble, bubble crap wrap. into the baler. And the, Glenn, the warehouse guy, walks by, and he just looks at Kevin's like, they said this is okay, We're I can do We're allowed to do this. And he's just shoving it in. Um, so, so, oh, we see Plop and Aaron going to wash their hair, and Plop takes off his shirt and reveals his, his wife beater and his spaghetti arms. Well, <laughs> what do you think? What, on a scale of 1 to 10, that body, what are you giving it? 4? <laughs> Alright. Sorry. But like Aaron. Sorry, Plop. Of course, Aaron's all like, ooh. Yeah, oh, a, gentle, a shirtless man. A gentleman collar. Jesus. And Christ. she's like, rinsing. Like, Andy's literally been gone like 12 days. Yeah. And, and she's already like a horn dog for Pete. Like, uh, go ahead. As she's rinsing his hair, they're like eye fucking each other and flirting. And it's like, yeah. So, uh, the bailer now is, like, exploding. <laughs> it's going off, like, access chemicals. Oh, my God. Chemicals. It sounds just like some popcorn in yeah. there. Yeah, and, like, play- guys are rushing to it. And then all of a sudden, Kevin is just like, whoosh, He's like this flash back at the table with Mary. I don't know what's going on over there, guys. Yeah. That's weird. I've been sitting here the whole time. As he wipes sweat from yeah. his upper lip. Like. <laughs> the whole thing. This fucking piece of machinery is just imploding. Um, so Dwight gets in his car. He's giving another speech. And he drops another grenade that goes off in his car. Uh, Plop is leaving. And he goes up to reception. And Aaron's gone. And he asks Oscar. And she's like, oh, she must have left. So he leaves. But we see Aaron in the back of the office. Looking over the corner. Yawn. Like, like a ghost on Nuke's top five around the corner. Yawn. It's just like, but like, I don't, okay. Yawn. Jim is with Dr. J still, shooting hoops. His phone is ringing. He doesn't answer. Pam leaves a message like, oh, I thought I'd talk to you, baby. Oh, the end of the day. Oh, how you doing? I love you. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then that's when Meredith asks her out for a beer. And where do they go, Bear? The bog. The bog. Which is a 
delightful bar. It is. Uh, and not as big as it looks in the not show. Not nearly, and they don't do karaoke no. <laughs> like they do on the show. No. But basically, they go to get a beer at the bog, which is, like I said, a great bar in Scranton. I love that Meredith's like, you're paying. Yeah. Like, I shaved my head and waxed. You're paying. And Pam starts, like, blowing smoke up her ass, how she respects Meredith as a single mother. Uh, even though you know, because it kicked her ass in half a week. Even though Meredith's son has a face tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then they end with doing girls just want to have fun on karaoke, mm-hmm. and that's the end of the episode. What'd I love. Uh, okay, so I gave it a two point three. I gave it a three point six. Two point three. Really? Wow, that's a low score. Yeah. Wow. Okay, tell me why. I'm okay. curious now. I just there's not much to say about it. Honestly, I didn't get much. It's out kind of. It. it reminded me of like a season two episode where like. They named. They even titled the episode "Lice" because that's what they were dealing with, and it was like an office problem. Yeah, and they just like you know hijinks ensued. Okay, so <clears throat> I love Meredith in this episode. She is two points out of the two points. She's great with the fucking. She's head amazing. Shaving. Yeah. Um, I give Pam two point three because I really love that they went out together at the end. Like Meredith saw, okay, Pam's struggling. Mm-hmm. She, you know that's why all of this happened. Fuck it, I already got the bartender's number and I'm going to yeah. take him to Bone Town. You know, that's another thing, is when she says she got the bartender's number when Pam was in the John. Yeah. I've been to the bog. I know what the Johns are like. <laughs> There's no way Pam Beasley's little ass sat on a toilet seat in the bog, all right? I know this for a fact. Right? Um, Aaron... The Aaron I, Pop I thing kind of takes sh- down a lot of shit. It really did, like... That entire thing literally put a sour taste in my mouth for the whole episode. The Val, Daryl, because you didn't even say Val and Daryl are back together. Oh, God, I forgot. Wait, yeah. did I even write that down? I don't know if I, I don't wrote think that you wrote down. it down. Val and Daryl are back together because Val says she was uh, really excited about joining the dating pool. And then Kevin asked her out. Oh, yeah, she said, let's make it work. I believe in us. Yeah. And Daryl's just like, fuck, we're oh, back together. Yeah, yeah. Um,. Uh, that's so like inconsequential. Like, yeah, it did. Like, it didn't even make enough of an impact. That entire storyline, we didn't even care about that entire storyline, except for the fact that Kevin ruined the Baylor. Oh, you know what the funny thing is? I think we brought it. Up, I think I brought it up two weeks ago on the show that we hadn't seen Val at all in season yeah. nine, and then all of a sudden she just shows up randomly. I mean, they yeah. kind of explain why she hasn't been around, yeah. I guess, but at the same time, it's just like such a loose end that they mm-hmm. just cut it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, they didn't even want to put any work into it. Yeah. And, like, what what do you make about the whole thing with Aaron at the end? Why is she hiding? Because she's been fucking flirting with this guy like crazy. She's finally getting what she wants. She's getting a guy's attention. Uh, she's hitting it off with this guy. This guy's a, an unethical piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, worse than Clark, who's been gone now for three episodes, by yep. the way. This is the third episode since the Jan one. He's nowhere to be seen. Yep. Um, um, Plop and Aaron. I think she was hiding because, like, she actually felt the attraction. Like, before it was just like, oh, he's giving me attention. Yeah. But now she's, like, mm-hmm. actually feeling attracted to him. Because and he she, took his shirt off? I, apparently that turned her on. Nothing I like a know. beater. God. <laughs> I just... Ugh. That entire, like, again, you want to talk about reheated storylines? Yeah, it's... I'm fucking over well, that the, shit. The thing is, like, we saw Jim and Pam from the beginning. We had a sense of who they were in that. Um, there is nothing that differentiates Pete from any other character on the show. Oh. And Aaron, they did a complete 180 on her character. Oh, like I said, she's the one... Le- she's the one who's running the office now. Yeah. 
And it's like, it's, it'd be one thing, like I said, if this was like a slow burn, they showed gradual progress. At the end of season eight, when her and Andy hacked the plan, hatched the plan that he would come back in the tuxedo with Wallace and overthrow yeah. Nellie. Like, she was an idiot. Yeah. She was the one who's like, oh, Andy hits me. <laughs> yeah, he verbally <laughs> abuses yeah. me. Yeah, and now, like, all of a sudden, she's just, like, this level-headed woman who's just able to take on anything now. And it, no. it's just, like, nah, not it's buying not it. It's not fun. No, it's not. Well, it's it's just such a leap. Yeah. That they don't have the goodwill with me to take that leap. Like, we, are, we just talked about how, like, we enjoyed last episode Jim and Pam, like, they showed a real relationship. Mm-hmm. They showed realism. Yeah. That is so unrealistic that a moron could become a competent enough to run the office <laughs> yeah. that I just, I have no time for it. I don't even want to make time. I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. If you notice, guys, in my episodes, I really glossed over anything to do with Aaron or Plop because it just is so stupid We don't to want me. to do a podcast all about anger and negativity. <laughs> Ugh. I hope not. Otherwise, when this show is done, we're going to have a dearth of options. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, nothing is perfect, obviously, in this show. Is, but this these show, characters are so far from even being tolerable at this point. The, my biggest worry is that at, when we finish this, sh- this show and we do the end-up, wrap-up show, the finale that show... That our, our taste buds are going to be so oh, it's soured be so by, soured by, by this. Nine, yeah. season nine. Yeah, but the thing is, this is part of the show. Mm-hmm. And it's such a down note that it is going to affect how I view the show. No problem. Because it's all the same characters except yeah. for Michael, really. Uh, yeah. I guess Ryan and Kelly are out, too. But, like, it's all the same characters, and it's just It's bad. the writing. It's, it's oh, 100% it the writing. It definitely because is. Because we've seen it with brilliant writing, and we have now seen it with abysmal writing. Oh, it's, this is... this. Is, I can't believe this made it onto network television. Honestly. <laughs> this is poor. It's only because... The first eight seasons carried it. It did, and I guess they just like, hey, this is your last. One. They, they got yeah. the last bit of air out of the lungs, but honestly, yeah. So, what do we got next week? Uh, next week we have episode eleven, suit warehouse, and episode twelve, customer loyalty. Can't wait. All right, guys. So that'll do it for this week. But until next time, why don't you share the show around? Tell people about us. Tell your friends, your neighbors, your family, your acquaintances, whoever, yeah. your co-workers. Tell your friends, you want to listen to two siblings bitch about Aaron and Plop? This is your <laughs> well, podcast. If they want to start from the beginning, they'll get happy <laughs> happy and go lucky Kevin and Mary. So, like, we're good then. So, uh, yeah, you just tell them to go to Anchor, Google Podcasts, Podbean, wherever they listen to podcasts. Jenny Position. Yeah, Jenny Position feed, you know, subscribe to that. You can find us anywhere. So go listen to us, and if you want to get in touch with us, you have questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, Whatever, you can find us at Brosis Podcast on Twitter or email us at brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. We'll be happy to hear from you. So until Woo-hoo. next week, everybody, we'll catch you on down the road. Thanks, guys. <laughs>